Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Sunday, we are, all of us are in um, lovely Arlington, Virginia, North Arlington specifically. Uh, not only is Sean here, but Ooh. Max is here. I am. And we have special guest friend of the pod, Kevin, here for a very special episode. And also joining us is a real live octopus on the table. <laughs> we have new recording gear. Yay! Yeah, uh, we're, we're testing yeah. it out. Yeah. Shout out Cherrydale uh, and... Uh, we're we're nicely removed from where apparently David Duke is speaking today. Um, the internet? No, we're on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's every day. That's yeah. not. That's there's nothing special about today for that. Um, but we, y- you mentioned a very special episode, yes. and and no, we're we're not here to tell you about the dangers of drugs or why you why you shouldn't shoplift. Um, but we are here to uh to do kind of a, a questions pod this is a thing we we certainly did a lot in the early days which is uh one of us has questions about a thing that another person knows more about yeah so let's just ask that person questions uh and kevin you are here because you are an authority on what uh electrical bi- engineering by <laughs> yeah that's that's why you're here um but electricity is often used to to power things that might uh support a heavy metal concert yeah oh okay yeah sure uh so this has been something that we've uh, had in the works for a long time <laughs> ever since i think ever since uh there was a, a a bill for a show at champion brewery in in charlottesville where they listed the genres yeah of the different metal participants yeah and they were truly insane yeah uh to the point where we, we kind of thought they weren't real mm. and apparently they were all real and and so we've we've wanted to talk to Kevin about metal for a long time. All right. Yeah. And the authority with which you said, like, yes, these are real genres. It's like, okay, this is a he knows what he's talking this about. Is, this but, is our subject matter but, expert yeah, but on the this, thing. Yeah, but just just to be clear, so uh, you know, so all the the internet geeks don't come out at me. So I'm I'm the authority on metal in the in the sense that like if if Max or Sean or I wanted to talk about beer to someone who doesn't know anything about beer we would seem like an authority but then to pierce we'd be like oh those guys are not the authority oh, it, on the topic listen we we've just done one like this i talked about the rodeo i've been to one rodeo i can <laughs> i can just safely right, say right. this isn't my first yeah but rodeo the rodeo one. guys don't come at you on the internet with the uh the, the vitriol that yeah but they have the wranglers they have wrangler jeans and guns and big trucks so i should okay yeah be careful. i'm fine and and don't be modest we all know that your filler word is not um or like it's well, I was listening to Dream Theater this one time. <laughs> <laughs> Their filler word is doom. Um, but speaking speaking of doom, and you know, as we were talking about metal, I, and I think you and I have discussed this a little bit before, but this, I sort of know how I was introduced to music and, and really high school and, and stuff like that. Um, and those interests have carried me since then, but getting into metal is a thing that's not uncommon. I understand that. But, you know, what is your entree into that? Because you've come a long way from there and are still very much in on it. 
Yeah, so it it started mostly because in middle school I was a nonconformist asshole, and so I tried to. <laughs> Where we so all? I you know eschewed the the rap. What was big at the time? Like um, Little John, I think was kind of kind of big around then. So I looked for oh, any yeah. way I could to hate on that, and one of my actually I think the big uh, thing that spurred it was one of my cousins who I. Really, really respected his opinions on topics, and he was actually really big into, like, death metal. Oh. But that was a little bit too intense for me, so I tried to, I guess, meet in the middle. So, you know, I kind of started where everyone started. I, like, I listened to a Metallica album, and I was like, wow, this stuff is is really good. And then the rest of it kind of, it blossomed just because I was big on internet message Mm -hmm. boards, and the internet is full of uh geeks who like metal music that's where most of them live (laughs) (laughs) that is where where most of them live and and i think to to paint a further picture uh you know kevin and i were were first year hallmates and he always had his door open and had very loud speakers and was always playing metal music and i think my favorite part and this is this is the most metal thing about anybody what uh media player did you use oh I think I just used Windows Media Player back yeah. then because I was I didn't like iTunes because I was a nonconformist asshole. Did you have a Zoom? I thought he was gonna have no, a Zoom. No, I didn't have a Zoom. I had a creative Zen. Yes. <laughs> so so when so I think this is and and maybe you maybe you notice it, but like it's it's a joke too to call something very metal. But the nonconformist attitude is important and as you do you, and this is maybe aside from our, our metal questions, but I do want to get this question out there. This community uh, that clearly you were part of with these message boards and everything, um, I don't know, is is that one where having creative zen and stuff like that is is supported? Do you do you feel like it is a was a helpful community for you? Yeah. So we didn't really talk about what media players we used or our you know mobile listening devices, but. I I ima- I'd like to imagine that everyone else was kind of doing the same thing as me. You knew in your heart that no one in the metal community had that YouTube branded iPod. Yeah, and well, I, and I, I guess another point of that is that people probably in the similar category of me as they probably just pirated a lot of music for everything, yeah. and so they probably didn't want all the, to deal with all the iTunes and Windows Media Player. You know, it makes it a lot easier to do that stuff. I mean, it's like it's like one of those things. That if if I go to an Ockerville River show, I'm not going to ask people if if they make their coffee with a pour over, but I know that they all do it. So I assume it's the same thing. Like it's a supportive community, and you probably have similar uh, similar interests, but. Yeah. Is, is, douche recognize douche. Douche recognize douche. <laughs> douche recognize douche. Um, very difficult to say. Uh, but I think that one thing that I'm fascinated by with with the the metal and, and the way you've described it is I just mentioned Knock Real River Show. I feel like there's just this umbrella for indie indie music, specifically not alternative rock, but indie rock like that. That's there, but and I know there's sub stuff within there, but I can't categorize it. But one thing you're able to do is is this metal categorization. And I just want to get a sense of how um, strict maybe that is or isn't. So categorizing metal into different genres is probably one of the most heavily debated topics out there. And if you get it wrong, then you could get it. You could get into a lot of trouble. Yeah, uh, it's. I don't know. I it, I think it's all kind of bullshit, but it's kind of fun to like watch other people argue about it. And uh, yes, 
in in general, metal is kind of a if you have a distorted guitar and you don't really fit into any other genre, you kind of get thrown you get thrown into metal. And then if they need to make up a metal genre for you, they will. <laughs> like, there's probably plenty of genres that have one band that falls in that category. So, like, so I know for me, I, I listen to a fair amount of like punk music, and, and one of the subgenres is hardcore because that it describes, and that makes sense because it describes. Yes. The level of intensity with which the punk is played. Right. But metalcore is a thing, and I don't understand what that is supposed to refer to. There's yeah. grindcore, there's so, doomcore. There there are too many cores. There's one core. The core is the center. The soul, if you will. Well, so that's that's the thing is metalcore. There are plenty of people who think that metalcore is not metal because they, oh, think, interesting. they think it should just be hardcore or they think that it's too much hardcore that it i don't know that it, it, some people just hate metalcore and so they just refer refuse to refer to it as metal but yeah core is kind of i think it's turned into something now where it's kind of like when you use gate to yeah. uh, describe a conspiracy yeah. or gauzy uh yeah you just throw gate on the end where you know and then i think uh i can't remember who said it but it was like well, i don't know why people do that because watergate wasn't a scandal about water it was just the hotel so it doesn't really make any sense but i think the core now is really just a uh a way to signify that you are genrefying something right okay all right that makes a little more sense genrefying is different than gentrifying <laughs> it's important to note but yeah it is it is taking over something of someone else's in many ways so so you entered with metallica and, and i yes. think that makes sense it's yes. probably they're probably the most recognizable metal band in history. And metal's in the fucking name, of course. Yeah. But where, so like, where did you, once you started exploring more for yourself, like, where did you go from there? Um, yeah, the, I started with Metallica and then the internet was like, oh, Metallica is a thrash metal band. You should also look up. Uh, bands like Megadeth and uh, Testament, and so you listen to those, and mm -hmm. then you know you just see comments on the internet. It's like, oh, there's this, there's this other band that uh, you might like that has a song that's similar, and then it, it kind of becomes just a degrees of separation thing where you you branch out really quickly. Uh, I made some friends that would could then just recommend yeah. stuff that um, that I'd, I'd never heard before, and so. I think the big thing, the big band for me that really broke things open was Dream Theater, who I was absolutely obsessed with for a while. But they, you know, w once you start, once you get into a band that's more obscure and then start, you know, talking on message boards about that, yeah. then really you're now dealing with people who do know um, a lot about the genre. And then you kind of just quickly get introduced to stuff through that. I'm just, I'm just amazed as you're talking about this and in, in, in all seriousness, you were talking about a kind of, I think the, the dream of the internet, which is that people uh, across all over the place are, are exchanging information and knowledge and, and helping other people out. It's, it's in a lot of ways, altruistic yeah, I, and it's yeah. when comments were helpful and not sarcastic. Yeah. I'll put the caveat on that. Really what ends up happening is that you go and you're like, Oh, I love this progressive metal band dream theater and dream theater is the most popular progressive metal band. So they'll be like, Oh, dream theater sucks. Like the real progressive metal bands are like pain of salvation and these other bands, you should go check them out. So then you go check them out and, a lot of people end up becoming 
becoming uh you know bitter toward the more popular groups but uh i i, I still actually latched on to the i i still like these uh you know these other bands that they would recommend but i kind of well and then you come back confused. and you say oh pain of salvation is great and they go no you don't actually like them you're just a poser you you're a dream theater fan you weenie yeah they look so they look at my uh last fm plays and they're like wow this guy likes dream theater a lot and they, so they call me so really look, the internet's always been the internet <laughs> yeah the internet is wonderful, except it's terrible. That yep. is the official line. Check us out online. Check us out online. <laughs> www.prettyokpod.com. Yeah. Um, so, Dream Theater, uh, you've you've spoken about them with us several times before, mm-hmm. and the the way you describe them, and I think that the genre is progressive metal. Mm-hmm. And so, what what is it that makes metal progressive? I think the the technical way it becomes progressive is changing time signatures uh i'm not a i'm not a music major i don't really know how to to count things to count music very well but it's one of those things you you can kind of notice you'll you'll notice it in the background without really you know knowing what exactly is going on uh it also it implies other things progressive metal implies that you don't have harsh vocals the Hmm. the singers are generally talented and the songs are generally like over ten minutes long, and uh, it's it's very. It I think it's 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 as artsy as metal will get musically, not mm-hmm. not necessarily vocal or lyric wise. It's always a mixed bag, but I, I think the official way it's defined is changing time signatures uh, throughout throughout a song. This is important because I, I thought that progressive metal was they were the the Medicare for all portion of the metal you know the metal genres um but you you mentioned the lyrics there and so the other day in preparation podcast because we're serious podcasters um i listened to a little bit of i did the thing that douchebags douche recognized douche does which is you go on um pitchfork and you look for highly rated metal stuff and so i listened to deaf heaven um I want to get your feel on how you go through the waters of the vocals because I have an idea in my head of metal vocals, and a lot of times that that idea is, um, you know, that that is how it is. Which they're they're very harsh and and hard to understand. But you know, recently I've listened to Sleep, and I I kind of like it. Um, that is specifically stoner metal. Um, they're a little easier to understand. They're differently. But do you do you find yourself sticking with with one? Uh, vocal styling or are you able to go all over the place depending on i don't know moods when i first started i definitely couldn't do any harsh vocals at all Mm -hmm. and so metallica was fine like they're not uh james heffield's not a great singer or anything but he's kind of he's not he's not growling or screaming or pig squealing or any of that other weird stuff that they do uh and it, it Eventually, I started to get to a point where I was so into the music, and generally the vocals are such a, a small part that I could do bands that growl or yell if you know over the course of an eight-minute song, only one minute of it is the harsh vocals. I think the the big band that really uh, got me into being able to handle harsh vocals was Between the Buried and Me, which uh, again, this is one of those things where they have they have they're. I call them progressive metal. Some people call them metalcore, and thus not a metal band. But they they have really long songs with really crazy instruments, and their their singer you know screams throughout the songs. 
but only only in small portions. So I could deal with that. And then, you know, it, it's really hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Some, some bands, the harsh vocals will really turn me off. Others I can deal with. I, there's not really much rhyme or reason to it. So one of the things that I'm interested in, uh, I like Deaf Heaven. I, I think, you know, I, I had maybe suggested them to you at one point, Pierce. Oh, yeah, I'm um, sure you have. Yeah. But even just sort of with more, uh, and I think this is something that shows up in a, a bit of progressive metal too, there seems to be a lot of influence from classical music. And there's a lot of a lot of similarity there. There, there seems to be kind of a... a an emphasis on, uh, from a musical theory perspective, like different modes of scales, um, lots of kind of big ornate sounds, and and you know maybe some gloom and doom. Uh, so I, I don't know if that's if that's something you've appreciated and you've branched out more, like following that path more, or have kind of tried to stay away from that. Yeah, that's actually that brings up a good point, and that will uh, the reinforcing the the nonconformist asshole portion of it is one thing that really caught my attention is that especially within the the progressive genre the the instrumentalists are very very talented and some of the you know most technically challenging music that you know i've i've heard uh and a lot of that is uh people will describe it as wankery and progressive metal where uh you know the guitarist just like goes crazy and, and you know and for a while i was I was really into it. I was like, well, these, uh, these rappers, like they're not talented musicians, blah, blah, blah. Like this guy can play the fucking guitar and he's, he's way better than, uh, you know, like, uh, any indie bands guitarist, but, uh, he probably is. So, you know, I, I, I would like it just because it was difficult to play, uh, see Dragon Force, which is a a power metal band (laughs) as Uh, as well. What is an Yngwie Malmsteen? Oh, uh, that is a uh, a guitarist that people say is good, and then I listen to the instrumental the his instrumental music. And I'm like, oh yeah, he seems really good, but it really I have no idea like what class what is uh, he just plays the guitar a, really yeah, really fast, really fast. Yeah. So why? And they say, oh, and and so people on the internet will say like, oh, the, you know, this is like really like he's using you know musical scales or whatever. Like I don't. I don't know, but like you know, I, I, I buy into. Max, him like, oh yeah, this guy is this guy's Uh-oh. the man. Max has. Well, I am. Question. I'm curious. So I don't. I don't really know much about metal music, but in talking about the different genres and progressive pro- progressive metal, and specifically talking about um, roots in uh, classical music, I'm curious if there's a lot of similarities or anything that you see between that and electronic music. Because you're talking about like, like I think of like progressive trance and progressive house music and the different genres of. Of those, and I don't really know metal at all, but like, well, where, where is there a line that those that do those cross over at all? I guess I'm not familiar enough with the progressive, uh, the progressive forms of electronic music because, in general, with electronic music, I think of things that are more repetitive, which is the exact opposite of a lot of metal music. I do well, so I do think there is a similarity, but more more in the idea that classification is really important and there are like 11 billion different genres and people get very precious about what their music is i don't know i don't know if i hear the musical crossover quite as much i guess that's what i'm i don't, I don't want to talk about the classifications i'm just curious if there's metal music that incorporates like electronic 
aspects. Does that exist? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it does. There, I never really delved into stuff like that, but uh, I mean, there was one thing that was getting kind of big with Nine Inch Nails was industrial music, which was kind of it was probably more of a alternative rock genre than a metal genre. But I'm sure there's been plenty of stuff that has stemmed from that. I'm just not into it or didn't ever yeah. listen to it. So I I got on a kick probably two months ago where I was spending a lot of time listening to Ghost. Ghost is a honestly it's kind of like a comedy metal band in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they it's a, a novelty all. act <laughs> where the the instrumentalists in the band are are dressed as these uh, bizarre silver ghouls and they all wear masks and then the lead singer has gone over the the course of the band's existence. He's like the one constant member and has been, I think, three or maybe even four different zombie popes and is now a bizarre cardinal. And so there's like, it's a satanic, there's like a satanic thing. There's a lot of Catholic imagery and and a lot of kind of trying to to pervert that. Uh, But it's also kind of ridiculous and funny. Um, but they are a Swedish band. And, and one of the things that I'm interested in is why – do you have any thoughts on, like, why metal is so prevalent and why so much of it comes from that area of the world? Why is Scandinavia pumping out so – like, it's Ikea furniture and then metal. Like, that's that's their exports. Yeah, I've always wondered that myself. I imagine at this point it's one of the things where for some reason it took a foothold there and then, you know, people – people grow up and it's it's bigger and more well known there so it it gets more popular but i'm always kind of curious when i go to i'll get really excited about like a swedish band that's like touring the u.s and they'll they'll come to this area and i'll go see them and there's like 15 people at the show i'm like oh i thought people like like this band (laughs) (laughs) i always wonder if they're like like selling these like packed houses in, in sweden but i don't know the uh the anthropological roots of the the swedish the Swedish metal. But I mean, let's, it's let's there. give it time because that sounds like a, a show that I'm sure Pavement played in 1991. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's this is true. Uh, so I, I do have I one. Uh, I have a question that is, is a little little left of of some of these out of left field. I should say. Um, have you ever seen the heavy metal parking lot movie? I have not. Okay. Uh, it's it's to set the stage. I think it is at. The Cap Center, the old Cap Center, which is in Maryland, or it's it's somewhere. It's in this area, and the movie is a before a Judas Priest concert, hmm. which is, I think, separate from a lot of the metal you're talking about. Oh, they're, you, they're classic, yeah, I yeah. Did. And but it's you're you're really interacting with the people, and this is pre-internet days. Um, and I've I've read about the movie before, and it seems horrifying, and uh, I believe it's set in the '80s, and just very bizarre people being very vulgar in a parking lot before a Judas pre-show. And I just, I kind of wondered if, if on the metal community message boards, if this is a derided movie or if it is embraced because it's, it's definitely dated and it does not make the community look great from best I can tell. Yeah. I, I guess my generation wasn't into it and didn't really even talk about this movie very much. You guys are just here for the music. You're not here for the, the, the tailgating. Yeah. I mean, the community I was a part of wasn't like the the Woodstock, yeah. big metal festivals, you know, big Metallica concerts, big Judas Priest concerts. They're all more into these 
very are much lesser known bands and you know again not many people go to these shows uh and uh i i, I actually remember uh our first year at uva metallica yeah. played a concert mm-hmm. uh and i got super excited about it in march when they like the tickets went on sound like i got one uh by myself i was like i'll be able to find like someone to, to go with or whatever and then like i get i get there i'm like hey is anyone else going to the metallica concert and everyone's like looks at me funny like what no I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, if if Metallica isn't even a thing, then I don't. I don't. I don't even know where you, I'm at now." At, w- at what point in that in that period did you think about transferring to a school in Sweden? Uh, I, I don't know. Sweden was would be a bit aggressive, but I was like, I was like, I wonder if I went to Virginia Tech. I bet there'd be some like, I bet there'd be some people like Metallica there. You know, they they do like their Inner Sandman. Oh yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, I mean. The the only question I have left is is the the question you know going back to the champion brewing thing and I just I really want you to to uh, give give our listeners a, a good chuckle but in all seriousness some of these the more um, uh, I guess idiosyncratic uh, metal um, subgenres oh, okay because there are some good I'll, ones out yeah, there yeah I'll try to I'll, I'll see if I can make this somewhat logical so so, so wait well let's go this way. What if you have a very unique playing style of, of how you actually hold your instrument? Do they have anything like if if you hold your intru- instrument? Because we're we're all used to. I just saw Courtney Barnett and she's left handed. It's very disorienting to say someone see someone play the guitar left handed. But there's got to be more interesting ways to play your guitar than just left handed. Yes, yeah, so that that's a good point. There are some some bands are really into like the synchronized headbanging mm-hmm. and uh, you know trying to make make a show out of that. Yeah, uh, and that's so. Great. Uh, one particular thing that caught hold was a uh, a genre called crab core. Oh crab! Oh, it's a core. It's a core. Yeah. So that's but, that's problematic. Yeah. But... Th- but this genre has nothing to do with the style of music. This is just because the guitarists really like to squat really low and like scuttle about like crabs. Maybe not like across <laughs> the stage, but kind of just like back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so uh, people decide to call that crab core. Uh, one, another one that comes to mind is uh, there would be a, a parrot core with this band Hatebeak, whose vocalist was a parrot. Wait, can you say that again? <laughs> the, right. Once more for the people in the back. Right. So, so, um, so some people use some people like to imitate a pig squealing sound in their death metal, mm-hmm. um, but this band decided why not just get a parrot to sing for us so i i am concerned um are they still on the same parrot and how is the parrot compensated uh, I, I looked up this wikipedia like a couple of a couple of months ago but uh I, I i don't know how long do parrots live i think they live pretty long so uh, i mean they the parrot might outlive the band apparently this is wild hatebeak is still uh the band split up in 2009, but reunited in 2015. Uh, <laughs> they found the parrot? People missed them. I don't think the parrot ever went away. The parrot is 27 years old. It wasn't a money grab. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. I'm 27 years old. I don't have a Wikipedia page. This parrot that's 27 years old says it has a damn Wikipedia. What am to, I doing to, with to, my life? This got really dark. What's the doom kind? To be fair. Doom metal. To be fair, Waldo the Parrot does not have his own Wikipedia page. Hatebeak does, though. Uh, they never tour so as not to torture the bird. Oh, wow. Uh, and the band's sound has been described as a jackhammer being ground in a trash compactor. 
Is that a good description or from from what I remember? Like when I listened to them, it was back when like they they had a MySpace page. So that's that's a where positive I, that's review. Where, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, they also they made a, a record with a band called Caninus. Uh, oh, I've heard of them. Have you really? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I listened to them, but I've heard of them. So did the uh, dog and the parrot get along? Uh, which dog? There are two dogs. There's two two dogs. female pit bulls, Budgie and Basil, uh, are the. Or were the uh, vocalists for Caninus? They they split in 2011. So yeah. we've got Crabcore, Parrotcore. Is is there anything else that we should be looking for on the fringes, or maybe not fringes, since they oh, have yeah, yeah we, we can talk about just some more some actual genres that have more than one band in them. So a big thing that's kind of been popular nowadays is called Gent, which is spelled <laughs> D J E N T. Um, so it's not Dutch, it's gent. Which is it, is it Dutch? I I don't know where it comes. From. I mean, like no, I, the, no. the name comes from the it's, on, it, it's the sound of the guitar. Yeah, it's the sound of the guitar. Um, which I'll just I'll, I'll bastardize if I if I try to do it. But uh, some pop. It, it's been getting really popular nowadays. Uh, like periphery. Yeah, and Meshuggah was kind of the band that started that out, uh, and Meshuggah is just a band that. If if you like counting music, they play in crazy time signatures like twenty three sixteen. That that's insane. But yeah, it's it's like it's a thing where the the guitar sound is so loud and distorted that it doesn't even really sound like a guitar anymore. It sounds like gen 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 gen. But played much faster than that. I don't. Or slower. One of the two. To sometimes you slow it down and it really accentuates accentuates the gen. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, there, there's a great video you could look up where a, a, Evening, a, a guy gentleman. describes a gent. Uh, and uh, let's see, there, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, there. So again, I never really got into the death metal genres. There's, there's, you know, death metal. There's doom metal. There's black metal. Uh, you know, all very dark stuff. And uh, another thing that's great is if you look on. Encyclopedia Metallicum or whatever. I I don't. I think I'm gonna mess that name up. But they'll say there'll be like lyrical themes and there'll be stuff like winter and uh, darkness and stuff. A lot of them. It's all very great. I don't know. Cold. Yeah. I mean, gotta be a these guys. These guys are all just like a bunch of nerds. So I don't really know where it comes from. I hope that there's a pop chart. Is that that what the company they make all those big graphics of stuff? I hope there's one of metal because that would be great. I mean, and also you're talking about themes. I think that there is some like un and I hope one of the things this does is like there there's a lot in there that's, that's kind of cool. I like the the internet aspect, but it's very mood driven. Like you can just pick your mood on the wheel and you can get whatever you want. You want something progressive, you want to count. I've never listened to music and been like I want to count, but I see yeah, what you mean well, by that. Yeah, and <laughs> but there's also uh there is a genre called mathcore which people make these make their songs into in their riffs into time signatures that do some some math one is there's one song called pi which is something to do with just like all the digits of pi or something. not all of them there's you know infinite maybe we'll see and God, uh, i hate this so much <laughs> but yeah they yeah they, they do stuff like that it's all great <laughs> well i i mean i i'm glad we we've discussed this because i I have more of an appreciation, and not just because you like them, but because you've done a good job explaining that there's a, a lot to it, and there's a yeah. lot more that we haven't gone over. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the big thing is that it's I did take it very seriously when I was younger, but now, like, I still I still like the bands that I I did like. I have a tough time getting into new stuff, mm-hmm. um, but 
I also do just recognize how ridiculous it all is, which I think is important. I think is very important. Yeah, self self awareness is good. Uh, but I, I'm I'm glad you you did this little primer for us too. Uh, would you have like do you have like one or two crucial metal albums that you would recommend to people that are maybe trying to branch out a little? Yeah, I if if you've never even listened to Metallica, I think that uh, Master of Puppets is just you know the fundamental place to start. Metallica is popular for a reason. They're just insanely good at writing very catchy riffs, and mm, uh, yeah. their their solos are fun. And it's it's just it's it's it, I guess as easy as a listen as a uh, metal can get. In terms of a, another uh, album. It, I mean, if you if you want to experience metal music with harsh vocals, then I would go with Between the Buried and Me's album Colors. And if you want the clean vocals, then I would recommend the Dream Theater's album uh, Scenes from a Memory, which was uh, my favorite album for a while. I, I think Dream Theater. One thing that makes them a place to start is that they kind of they do introduce a lot of different. A lot of different genres of metal, except for you know your your death metals and such. Mm. So I think that that's a good place to start. Yeah, I can't really give a good recommendation on on death metal, but if you like, if you can stand harsh vocals, you probably uh you probably don't need a primary. You're probably already there. So right. yeah, I think the I think um with that there is a um another great band Opeth, and I went and saw them in the concert and the. The singer was like, a lot of people tell me I'd like your music a lot better with not the harsh vocals. And he was like, I hate them too, but fuck it, I make money from it. <laughs> and, and on that note, uh, thank you for that. Uh, if you have uh, thoughts or questions uh, about heavy metal, come check us out on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod and let us know what you think. We'll pass your questions along to Kevin. All right. Moving on, it is yeah. time as it is every week for that magical segment known as Pierce is Sorry. What are you apologizing for this week? So this one I think is more uh, public service-y than, than, uh, than most times. Uh, there's, there's a, we've been involved in, in various groups before, but one thing we, we talk about uh, in, in some of the climate groups I've, I've worked in or, or even Ready for 100 in, in Arlington is uh, with the earth, there's no plan B. Um, and one thing that I realized recently when I was listening to a Stuff You Should Know podcast is as far as the plan B goes, I have been recycling incorrectly my basically my whole life. So I'm, I'm sorry to the earth, the only one I've got for recycling wrong. And I would highly recommend the podcast. Um, they did a couple weeks ago on recycling because stuff as small as don't put your recyclables in a bag in the recycling bin and the things you can actually recycle. You just don't realize and then you listen and it makes complete sense. And there are instances where it makes more sense to throw something away because landfills aren't bad if they're done properly, which most of them are. And so I would just suggest like taking a moment and recycling is great. But sometimes just because you feel like you're recycling everything, it doesn't mean you're doing it correctly. Um, and as with anything, even if you do it all the time, you can still be doing it wrong. Um, and so I just, you know, I, I apologize because I'm someone who, who takes that stuff seriously and likes recycling, likes, you know, reducing, reusing as much as I can. 
but that last R, which is also the least important R, um, I've been doing wrong all this time. Uh, yeah, like for instance, you're supposed to leave the caps on the water bottles because of the density um, when they when they to to recycle the whole thing, they have to throw like the caps out otherwise. But if you put it on the bottle, it the, on the conveyor belt or whatever to sort it. It will actually all be on there if you leave it on because it it sees the density. It's it's very strange, but um, the caps you can leave on the bottles, and I never knew that. So I've been taking off all these caps all these years, and I could have left them on, and they would have been recycled. Okay, uh, I feel like we've we've learned a little. Um, I'm we're all destroying the earth. Good to yeah. know. Yeah, which is very metal, so that's good. No, uh, there's got to uh, there's got to be like no. an eco core genre. Oh, there has to be. <laughs> I need it's, to look that up. It's it's really it's that's rule thirty five. Rule thirty four is if you can think of something, there's porn of it. <laughs> rule thirty five, there's a genre of metal for that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I think that's rule thirty seven. Yeah, probably rule six sixty six. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, we'll we'll close the show as we uh, always do with a big idea from pop culture and and Max, you and Pierce went and did something last night, right? We did, yeah. We went to a, a musical concert that was not metal. Oh, very much not metal. No. Yeah, we went to a fish show. Fish. With, with a P. A, where where does the P go? So There's P, one at the beginning. So Okay, so P-F-I-S-H, right? P-H-I-S-H. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I know because pretty much everyone there was wearing a shirt that said fish on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, I hadn't really listened to them before. But I listen to a lot of The Grateful Dead, and I know they have some comparisons of being kind of jammy and just kind of groovy. Um, it was fun. Um, they they made some really good music and uh, got to see a lot of uh, white white person dancing, because that's who was Ooh. there, was white people. Um, yeah. And, it was uh, not diverse. It was not diverse, but it was it was great. It was just really, really relaxing. Everyone seemed to be having a good time. There were definitely some people there that were having a better time. Um, and that's okay. We support them. Uh, I think Fish is is single handedly keeping a couple different industries in business. Oh, I'm um, interested in this. Altria owes them a serious thank you. Um, and also the glow stick industry. I didn't know that they were thriving, um, and now I know they're definitely so. No, thriving. you're you're missing you're missing one important uh, important thing. But I think the glass blowing industry is kept in business in large well, part because of Fish concerts. There's a lot of concerts that keep the glass blowing business. Um, doing pretty well but yeah they're definitely one of them so they they could thank them as well including Um, ironically the war on drugs yeah they're a good band too um (laughs) but yeah it was a good time they they played for a long time um if you asked me at the end how many songs they played i'd be like it was either three or 60 i'm not really sure i I don't know when the songs end it seems like each song it like they they play a little bit of a song and everyone's like, yeah, I love this song. And then they just like play instruments for 15 minutes. Well, that sounds And then they come back like to it and everyone was like, oh, yeah, yeah it's that same song. Um, That's like yeah. metal. And, and I know Pierce was mentioning Sleep earlier. They put out an album this year that was initially, it was meant to be one long like 60 minute track mm. but no record label would release one 60 minute track so they had to break it up. Interesting. Um, okay. So they so, they do they do two sets and then an encore the first set they played eight songs. It was about an hour. The second, the second set they also played for about an hour. It was five songs, and then the encore, which was thirty minutes. Uh, not thirty minutes. It actually wasn't that long. It was more like twenty minutes, and that was that was four songs. Um, so they so they they 
they play for a long time, but it's it's cool. Um, the one thing you didn't mention, but I think um, is is worth noting is I'm gonna go to Beach House show real soon, and they do great light work. Fish does lights better than your, your band. I'm sh- I'm sure there are metal shows that have great light work, but uh, not really because oh. they don't really have the budget for it. But to, uh, well, not Tool, maybe Tool, in Sweden, Tool oh. does uh, great light shows because they're all into like this like transcendental spaceship stuff. I don't know, yeah. but right, well. I I was gonna mention that their lights were very fitting for the music the... in a way that was just very fun to watch so you could and, see the lights um, and they were actually they and i'm would actually sure move. there were people at the show enjoying the lights more than me yeah i i, <laughs> I yeah um and then then one one thing that i that i noted that i noted but mm-hmm. apparently wasn't strange as i they didn't say anything mm-hmm. um and i believe that was the first concert i've ever been to where they didn't say anything no banter um hmm. yeah no like thanks for coming out no like hello DC, Maryland, those the you know a few artists don't really know what to say at Meriwether. Um, so the the first time I went, they they actually changed a lyric in a song and said Meriwether Post, um, and so people got really excited. But yeah, they they they're not they're they're not very talkative. Yeah. Also at JPJ, they changed a uh, a lyric too because a naked man ran up on stage and there's there's a song called Run Like an Antelope, um, and and it's run like an antelope out of control and they said run like a naked man out of control so it's it's there but you got to be careful when when that many people follow you like that you don't want to get cultish by saying like hello you guys should check out pretty okay pod and they still have a little bit of that i mean there's there was a lot of that whole like people were doing things to the songs that weren't part of the songs i noticed oh yeah yeah yeah. there's Um, a lot of yeah there's there's I guess I'm not like, how to describe that. Like there was a part in a song where everyone was like doing this like interesting clapping thing, but like the band wasn't doing it. But mm-hmm. everyone in the audience seemed to know how to. Not everyone, but a it's, lot. Of it's the like people. the people who it's to filter out the true fans. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like going to Rocky Horror Picture Show or um or the room and throwing spoons or whatever sure. people do at that. Um, but in general, yeah, it was great. Um, we probably have to wrap up this recording actually because we got to get the road to to hit the show tonight. Um, oh yeah, another go. another show at Meriwether. Yeah, I we, I was glad to see that they still tailgate a lot, and we messed up by getting there, you know, when we did because we missed all the the cool tailgating. We had to go to the the very yeah know, commercial lot. Yeah, I think to do it right, you want to get there pretty early and and bring some uh, some some stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I, I'm. I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. Uh, and, and that's the end of the show. Uh, thank you to Kevin for joining us to tell us all about metal. Thanks for having me. Uh, you can find us uh, on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty OK Pod or at our home on the web www.prettyokpod.com. Uh, you can also subscribe to our feed so uh, every episode appears magically on your device of choice every Tuesday. If you do that, please do us a huge favor. Leave a rating, review, uh, comment, that sort of thing. Or... Find a friend that you think might be interested in what we're doing and tell them about the show. We will be back again, as always, next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Bye. Your rain down my doodle